Audi ISD is moving in a new way forward, and we want to keep you in the loop. So during each episode of our podcast, we'll bring in new people. People like teachers, students, staff, even district leaders to talk about all the things happening in Aldine ISD. All right. Happy New Year. It's 2022. I can't believe it. I don't even know how to say it. Happy New Year and welcome back to another episode of All the Things, the Aldine ISD podcast. We are officially in a full year. This is the anniversary of All the Things, the Aldine ISD podcast. I remember when we like busted in this room and we decided we were going to record and Dr. Goffney came. She was our first guest. It was probably super awkward. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> but here we are in season two. I cannot believe we um, embarked on this journey of sharing the audience stories in a new way. In fact, shout out to Belania for answering my text messages in the middle of the night. Me saying I want this to happen and her making it happen. So we're not going to switch it up. We're going to keep it the same. Today's top three for the week. They'll be just a little bit different, but there will be a top three. I just want to revisit three of my favorite podcast episode moments, and hopefully it'll give some pressure to those guests that are in the room today. And maybe it'll help you listeners know where to go back and listen and, and get some more insight. So from season one, I want to shout out episode four, The Legacy Builders and History Makers. It was during Black History Month of 2021. We talked to um, a history maker and a legacy builder in the Alding community, Ms. Maureen Jones. If you remember, she's a former Alding ISD trustee, employee, and Jones Middle School is named after her. I'll just be honest and tell you the most hilarious conversation that we've had to date. I mean, I think the couch was in here at the time and We had to bleep. We had to pause. We had to start over. She is hilarious. If you haven't gotten a chance to talk to her, spend some time with her. And then just in case you don't get to see her, listen to it. She's she's really funny. The conversation was inspirational, um, to say the least. You'd be so surprised the history that you have walking around. Um, For some reason, a story about cigarettes sticks out in my mind. I don't know if we kept that, but that'll, (laughs) that'll make you go listen. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the very next episode after that, season one, episode five. We talked to some valiant women. This still is my one of my very, very favorites. First, I had to convince Dr. Rohde and Dr. Alfred Stevens to even answer our emails because if you don't know that they're the shyest people ever and they both, I don't have anything to say. Who wants to hear my story? And um, before we were done, we had... Tears again, so many nuggets, so many jewels about just what it means to be a valiant woman and a a leader um, in education. I am so appreciative of their openness and candidness and ability to really um, tell us what it means to walk in their shoes. So listen to that episode. And then from season two, episode two, Silent libraries are a thing of the past. Now, when we invited Marco, we knew that he was going to bring the energy. What we didn't know is that he was going to pretend like it was his podcast and not my podcast. So he spent a lot of time saying, Marco, you can't talk when I'm talking. Marco, calm down. But what we ended up with was a story, um, an episode that was a breath of fresh air talking about books, libraries, and the magic of the people who run them. 
And just so you know, libraries are just not about books, and librarians are a thing of the past. Listen to that episode and um, see see if you la- laugh as much as we did. Additionally, I'd like to give a special thank you to all of our Aldine ISD school board members. Their dedication to Aldine ISD students, staff, and community does not go unnoticed. Board members are unpaid volunteers, unpaid zero dollars, who serve the community and help shape district programming to ensure our students have choices, opportunities, choices and opportunities now and in the future. So, y'all have some big shoes to fill, guess, Jonathan, Adrian, are y'all ready? All right. So those two voices that you hear are the guests for today's episode. I um I think I'm extremely excited. I don't know. They've been telling jokes here and telling it wondering why they were not at season 1. So they they let's see how big um their game is once they're just not all talk. Uh, but this work is close to my heart. The name of this episode is New School on the Block, which is fitting because joining me is the principal of our brand new All Boys Choice School. Mr. Jonathan Kegler, and our Chief Transformation Officer, Adrian Bustillos. Let me tell you a little bit about Adrian. So Adrian slid in Aldi while I was out on maternity leave, okay? Um, He got through the interview process without me really weighing in. They made a good choice. I like him. Adrian joined Aldi ISD as the Chief Transformation Officer in October of 2019. He began his career in 2006 as a science teacher in El Paso. He quickly moved into campus and administrative leadership roles, including science facilitator, assistant principal, and high school facilitator. I've never heard facilitator. What does that mean? You know, it's more of an assistant to the assistant superintendent of schools. Uh, and that was a short-lived job for about a week. So, <laughs> you know, that's how that went. But it was to launch a new office of the Office of Transformation in my previous district. So Aldean gets a all-for-one best deal because the work had already been done. <laughs> The experience across the nation had happened, so the Aldean community is the winner of this here. Do you get to say that about yourself? I'm saying it now, so <laughs> let it be known. So as he said, before before joining Aldean, Adrian was executive director for the Office of Transformation in El Paso ISD. Additionally, he served as a systems of great schools liaison between El Paso and the TEA, which is where we met you. That's right. I think San Antonio. San Antonio 2019. Uh, in the Pearl area. Yeah, I remember. So. so we all walked in, super cool, Jonathan. I mean, we walk in and everybody turns and is like, who's that? Because we, when we walk in Music Place um, and like the wind machine comes out, like Dr. Goffney's hair blows like Beyonce. <laughs> Did that not happen? It's a true story. We were sitting in a room and I see an army of about 10, 12 people walking in. I'm telling in, you. And he was like, who uh, is dressed, that? Dressed, <laughs> their bags matching, uh, everyone I'm smiling and laughing. I'm like, We walk this right is to it. the front. Wow. Yeah, they... I said, here, I have my chair. I'll, I'll go ahead and move and to the then, side here. And then someone stands up at the end. I think it was Javier. And he says, we're looking for a chief transformation officer, Adrian. Wow. Here you are. I'm telling you. You need, you need a wind machine. It's coming. It's coming. Adrian holds an <laughs> undergraduate degree from the University of Texas, El Paso, UTEP, biological science, a master of education in school leadership, and has completed all coursework required for his PhD in curriculum and instruction at New Mexico State. Does it make you ABD? It, that does make me ABD. Uh, hopefully here, this will be the completion part. So what, finalizing that process with the dissertation committee, uh, what I've learned is uh, Starbucks, snacks, and gift cards help 
move the situation a little bit faster. So anybody out there, don't give up and his sweet tooths help out. <laughs> All right, let me, read you, let me read you Jonathan's bio. Jonathan Kegler is the first principal, the inaugural principal. I saw you change your Twitter, um, yeah, I did your Twitter it, bio. Yeah. I saw it. I remixed it. <laughs> uh, he's the first principal of the Young Men's Leadership Academy right here in Aldine. He previously served as assistant principal at Jones Middle School, and he has 13 years of experience in the field of education. So I have a story about him. Someone said, do you know this guy? Like, he has all these followers. And I was like, I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> he means nothing to me. And um, but you know, you start following him, people know the guy. He's somebody important. Uh, can you say that one more time? I, I didn't hear that. People know the guy. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have to get his autograph <laughs> after this. <laughs> Mr. Kegler was identified as the perfect fit to launch Aldine's first all boys school because he believes in cultivating learning experiences that are rooted in identity, leadership, community, and activism. Welcome officially to the podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. All right, so I have some questions on my paper. We get to them all, we get to them all. If we don't, we don't. First, tell me what you guys did over the holiday break. You know what? Uh, I went back home to El Paso and had some local foods, uh, tamales with queso on top, fan favorite. Uh, do you can't... love tamales? Like, I do love them during the holiday season. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you put some chile con queso on top of it, extra flavor, extra sauce, I love food. Food loves me. So it probably gave me about 10 pounds <laughs> over the break. Uh, but don't worry, right? Start the new year off right. That's new right. year, new me. <laughs> what about you, Kegler? Oh, man, I just really just unplugged. Mm-hmm. Um, going into it, it was very, very busy, I would say. So yeah, you were just doing taking two jobs. Time. Oh, yeah, two jobs. Two at one time. <laughs> Toros. <laughs> you know, shout out to my Toro family. So, yeah, no, just working between two schools, building a school, doing the research for this actual school and the different niche that we want to bring to it, the leadership components. Like, I really just wanted to unplug. So talk to Adrian before I'm going to the break. Like, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the work. Just take some time to just unplug. So back to the basics, just enjoying family and fun. Okay. Adrian, um, why an all-boys school? I mean, I know we have a Young Women's Leadership Academy. Why, why an all-boys school focused on male students in the lower grades, grades one through eight? Yeah, that's that's a great question. You know, over the work the last two years and and going across the nation, you're able to see different models of schools out there. And not only the young men's school or all boys schools, you know, there's all girls schools, there's newcomer schools, Mm -hmm. Montessori schools, green schools, any type of flavor out there with it. When we look and did research and said, hey, what else is out there and what's the best fit? We noticed there's a lot of there are I'm not going to say a lot of schools out there, but. There are many schools that are single gender that are six through 12. Right. Uh, but there's experiences at a high school that young men are going to miss out on. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a need for it. Then let's build it. But right now we said, hey, how can we get our students ready starting elementary, middle school to, to push them out? We have great choices in all the choice schools. You know, we have a bunch of programs we can send our young men to to be leaders and trailblazers in our current campuses mm-hmm. to accelerate the work in our district. So we said, okay, how can we look different? How can we make it all the community? And it's going to make us shine. So we're, we're going to take our, our action and start with the early grades and build them up. Yeah. So um, for me, I think that we're like one of the, the second. I think uh, Dallas Solar Prep will, is the first younger grade for all boys. But, um, you know, for me, I'm a mother of two boys, one on the way and one already here. Um, and, you know, finding or thinking about early childhood, thinking about where they're going to school, it's a little daunting for me. I mean, if I'm honest, it's daunting. Because 
I told y'all this before. My kid may curse. I don't know, right? <laughs> you can't put him in a box. He may curse. He may sing. He may be a pastor. I don't know what he's going to be. But right now, my job is to, like, give him things and let him explore. But I know that there's a concept that when you go to school, I mean, I have a younger brother. When he went to school, it's sit down, sit, be quiet, you know. And I think he's a smart kid, my brother. But who wants to be smart? Like, people don't really celebrate smartness. They celebrate athletes. They celebrate, you know, those who play, you know, um, instruments. But who celebrates the smart kid? And so when we when we were working on the the mission and vision, I remember the thing that really stuck out to me the most was like the joy, like keeping the joy in learning and like academic freedom. So I'm glad that we're starting this young, but there's some challenges that come along with that. Kegler, have you experienced some challenges? Or tell me, tell me what you thought about when they said of all boys school. Oh, but it's not the big boys; it's the it's the little boys. What did you think? I, I immediately went back to my childhood and just the phrase of train them up in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just mentioned one thing that was very instrumental in in my thought process and preparing for even the interview process. But just thinking, we're creating a new normal. Mm-hmm. You know, this is episode eight, so it's new beginnings. Like, <laughs> we're creating a new normal of it is cool to be a leader. Mm-hmm. It's cool to stand out from the crowd. Like, you don't have to fit in. And sometimes we think, let's think outside the box. I'm a totally different guy when it comes to that. Watch I burned the box. It's, it's no box thinking. Like, <laughs> I'm stepping away from the box, striking a match, throwing a match in there, and we're going to burn it up. So, yeah, I, I may need a little... Uh, wind and smoke to blow away, you know, some of these things. Like you mentioned, I need a wind machine. But, <laughs> you yeah, know, just being able to to take the kids from where they are when they come into us and to give them a space that they can create in. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have to be muted. Their voices don't have to be muted. Let's learn how to use that voice. Mm-hmm. Yes, you may go through a, a serious range of emotions. You may laugh. You may cry. But it's okay. You know, men can cry too. You know, you mentioned some of the some of the episodes you had before. And sometimes it's not the tough guy thing to do. Yeah. But teaching them that wraparound services mean I'm going to wrap my arms around you. I'm going to love you no matter what. And I'm going to do my best to plant the seeds of greatness within you. Yeah, that's great, too. And celebrate the curiosity. I know you shed yep. joy, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. joy, but what else is out there? Mm-hmm. And bring your voice to the school and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Where can we go? So, like, when your son's ready to come and say, hey, I want to sing, well, hey, look, let's go. Well, he's Here's not going to be a singer. Well, you know, <laughs> let him explore that curiosity. Yes. He may, he bangs on tables now. He... <laughs> But no it. singing. It doesn't run in our family. Yeah, absolutely. So I think those the wraparound services for the students say, hey, it's okay. Bring your emotions. Bring your feelings out here. Exactly. I mean, I'll share a story. Like, uh, I'm not very emotional. Like, here it is. Here's my platform. This is what I'm going to give wait, you. you're not emotional? You know, like, I'm going to give you X amount. Gotcha. And this is where it stops. Mm-hmm. You want anything else? Like, I need two more cents to deposit <laughs> before we move forward. <laughs> so it's one of those things. But how do we build that up exactly. in our culture to say, like, everything's okay Share your feelings. We're here for y'all. We're one together because we're going to build a better system for you to accelerate and be that leader. So and like Adrian just talked about, mm-hmm. like, we're going to bring you into the table. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to—we have—this is a whole family. This mm-hmm. is not just the kid. This is not just the boy. This is the whole entire family. So bringing everybody into the table and even parents, you know, just going through some of the process of, of developing the school— like one of the pers- people that came in and she was helping us research and digging and things, she said, man, what are y'all doing in Aldine? I was in school at the wrong time. Yeah. I said, no, you weren't in school at the wrong time. You were in at the right time because now we're going to bring you back into the table right. and even do some new things with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so bringing that perception of education is cool to everybody, mm-hmm. not just the kids, but even mm-hmm. the parents. So Dr. Goffney, when she does school visits, she she always finds something to talk about. And one of the things that she talked about the other day was – or. 
she's talked about a lot is that when she went in and watched kids do math, she was like, I have no clue what they're doing. <laughs> like, it doesn't look like the math I did. It was a different kind of math. So you telling me you're going to teach me as a mom how to do the math that my son is learning. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because if we don't train you, then how do they come when they come home? How does that continue? Yeah. Uh, even some of the different uh, trends that we're looking at, entrepreneurship, like mm-hmm. teaching kids how to be leaders even in businesses. Mm-hmm. Say their family ha- already has a business. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing some different things at home. That kid can now come home with a business plan or a business mind and say, hey, dad, hey, mom, did you ever think about this? And so now that whole plan shifts on top of his I head. I can't imagine. Like, I'm literally thinking about a second grader coming in a uniform you know, their blazer walking into their to their dad or their grandma saying, uh, I wrote a business plan. And the grandma's like, yeah. what? <laughs> you yep. know, a business plan. They're just trying to sell tamales or they're just trying to, you know, do whatever they do. And they, they, here comes their two, second grader presenting a business plan. That is going to change, like you said, families and community. Generations. That's definitely the whole whole child approach with it. Not just the students, but as Jonathan mentioned, the whole family. Like bring them in and say, this is not a school just for the boys, but... Hey, parents, just the support you can have and provide. And you know what? That Friday night discussion about the business plan may be a great idea on Monday morning. So how do we up and accelerate everybody in that system? So it's going to be exciting times. Yeah, I like it. So, um, all right. So we did this with my school, my alma mater. They really helped support the development of the of the, of the school. Um, I'm not going to hold it against you, Jonathan, that you didn't go to Prairie View. Um, you did go to a school that had purple in it. SFA. Ask some jacks. What is a lumberjack anyway? Oh, how do you get this building? Like, uh-huh, good yeah, point. Okay. Yeah, okay. Touche. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I love quick, it. Quick on his feet. Yeah, oh. it's way okay. out there in the country, but that's okay. <laughs> Purple keeps us connected. Um, And then, you know, listen, no one knows the story, but Adrian and I, like, I was like, Adrian, you should go to Prairie View. And he was like, what? And I was like, you should go. And he was like, okay, well, what is it? And so we drove down to 90. Um, did we drive or we met yeah, there? Actually, we, actually, I said, hey, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. How do you get there? Like, I just keep getting lost. <laughs> let's meet at this elementary school, park That's your right. car, and That's we'll, we'll we go drove. and win. Kajawa. We, went, we met at Kajawa. Yeah. And we drove up to 90. We went to the hill. And we went to um, the where the um, ed- College of ed- Education is. And we went to the dean's office. And Adrian, I, Adrian is a salesman, y'all don't know. Like, Adrian was selling the got all dean well and let's, I'm pa- like, let's pause real quick because when we got to pv i got the real tour of the campus <laughs> driving in oh, yeah. uh, from shilly like this is this building you yeah. see that stadium right there this is where we win this mm-hmm. is the championship that's right like, we're hey, champions we need made. a we need a, a tag to park in this slash like oh no no everybody knows me here and i'm gonna tell you <laughs> everybody knows shilia so listen adrian's selling all dean and i'm like chill i got this <laughs> i know him so dr mack you know he talked to us and he said we can we can partner well, I don't think Dr. Mack really believed that we were serious about it. So he kind of didn't answer our emails for a little while, if if we tell the whole story. But Prairie View is a partner now. Um, we had a we had a conversation with um, the president, Ruth Simmons, also known as Ruth the Truth. That's what they call her on the campus. Um, I'm going to ask you this, Kegler, and then I'll ask, I'll ask Adrian to follow up. Explain why the partnership is so critical in designing a school like this. Um, from your perspective, designing a school for um, Latin, black and brown boys, Latino and um, African-American boys. And then Adrian, you know, you come around and talk about the other side, the, the side that, you know, builds a foundation. I know that, you know, building a school is something that you I don't think I've ever done. Surely you haven't done. Maybe came in as a leader. But yeah. tell me, tell us about what that felt like. Well, I think doing it is just beginning with the end in mind. So you you have that finished product that you're looking at, that you're seeing, 
you have that culture, you have that pride. And so now you can bring that back and you can show the children as they're younger what it looks like. You can take them to the hill. You can take them on a field trip. Now this field trip is relevant because now I'm planting the seeds of not necessarily at this exact campus, but one day you will be at a campus like this. Um, these are the reason why we're in school. These are the reason why we're learning this unit, this science unit. This is the reason why we're doing this. So then we take them out and they see agriculture and business. We have a little garden that we're starting at the back of the school. So now we take them and we show them a finished product. So just having the the chance to I guess put a mirror there mm -hmm. and show them, okay, this is what you look like when you get older. This is the vision. Okay. Um, Adrian, talk to us about partners. Yeah, as we did our research looking at, uh, you know, universities across the state, uh, the nation, who works best with our students, uh, uh, black and brown students. You know, we we have some people in our backyard and like, hey, why not? Why not Prairie View? They've done a great work with us. Uh, they have great success. They're accessible to us. And when we talk about creating a real a P20 pipeline, like this is it. There's no need to go further. They're right in our backyard. And when we look about, you know, what does our strategic plan say? Does it align to our mission? Does it align to our new way forward? And like, it just, the stars align for this part of it, side of the house. It's like, let's work with PV. They have a great center. We talked to several professors mm -hmm. there, uh, you know, working with minority students and in GT, like bringing that awareness on it. Like, hey, they're in our backyards. We have a great partnership. They want to partner with us. Like, who doesn't want to feel wanted? Like, come on, PV, let's come to ride this road together um, with it. So, you know, we've looked through across across that process. So we're excited to go through that piece and get some mentoring, some support, um, working some PD with the school and are building up the, the interest of uh, working with black and brown students. Like, it's a, it's a niche. Like, you have to want to work at this campus. Mm -hmm. You want to come do the work. And we said, hey, here's a partner who's going to help us create this plan together and and do it with us. So I know one through eight. How early will you expose them to um, the the campus? Like, do you think you're going to take them on a field trip their first year, or is it going to be only when you're in the middle school? I, I think you start them out as early as you can, mm -hmm. and you tell yeah. them after high school comes college. Mm -hmm. Like, this is this is a thing that we do. Mm -hmm. This is what we do. Mm -hmm. This is our way. Mm -hmm. So our new way forward is we're exposing them as early as possible, as often as possible, mm -hmm. so that they it's an imprint on their brains. Like they understand it. They know it. We talk about the vocabulary gap that's there. We talk about the exposure gap that's there. So we're going to dip you right. And I'm going to put a pinky toe in. We're going to yeah, dip yeah. the just, whole child right in. in. Yes, the whole child, even the parents that want to come, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, now, some of the dads, we may have to watch them and monitor <laughs> them on different yeah. occasions, like different pep rallies. But hey, at the end of the day, it's all love. It's all about exposure. And some parents even, this is the thing that we really want to get to the point of, some parents that didn't finish, mm -hmm. some parents that didn't cross the finish line, mm -hmm. you know, inspiring them to want to go back, get GED, to mm -hmm. want to go to PV. You have connections, so let, let's use them. But the most important thing, I remember a conversation that we had uh, when I was in the interview process, me and you, you said sometimes people come and they don't know your name. Mm -hmm. I want a school where everybody knows my young men's name as soon as they get out of the car. So making sure that it's a place where everybody knows your name and everybody is there to lift you up and support you in whatever that you want to pursue, whatever angle. Yeah. So I like the uh, concept of everyone knows your name. So tell me, how do I get my name on the list to attend um, this school? What's the, what is the, you know, enrollment process look like? You know, is it, I worked at another university, at another school down the road. I worked at another school down the road where they um, had these magnet programs that, you know, were as difficult to get in as it was to get into Harvard. 
Is that how it's going to be here or have y'all worked those details out? Yeah, so that's a great question. Working with that, we know this is an opportunity for all our students in the community and we don't want to put any barriers on there. So we have the capacity, we have the space, we're going to take the students. Uh, we want to ensure that this opportunity exists for all students and not just say, hey, the top tier students come in this. This is any young male who wants to get this education, be a leader, learn about themselves, have that advocacy and learn differently, like come to the school. So you go to our, our Choice School website, you apply online, um, enroll at aldinaisd.org and fill out the application, put your name and we'll take you from there. Uh, what we're looking at doing is 125 students per grade level. So uh, 125 students first grade, 125 students second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, 125 yeah, students. Absolutely. That's where, that's where we're trying to build out. So we're going to launch it and we want to ensure that we have students in each grade level first. So we're not going to do a full school launch. We're going to build it out over the next three, five years. Right now, the idea is to start with grades one, two, and six, so that in three years, we actually have grades one through eight. Mm -hmm. So our goal is 125 at the minimum. Now, once we have our facility, that number may change. So we don't want to turn students away. Our goal is to get students in our building, not just from the Aldean community, but hey, anybody else out there listening, come to Aldean. This is where great things are happening. Okay, so I'm looking at Kegler. This is your opportunity to have a commercial break. Your commercial what sets this school apart from other all-boys schools? What makes this different from the LeBron James school? What makes this different from, you know, the Mickey Leland school in Houston? What makes this different than Solar Prep in Dallas? What makes this school different than, you know, the elementary around the corner um, in Alden? What makes this school the difference maker? That it's empowerment on steroids. You're able to come here and the choices and options are limitless. I think so many times we try to limit people. We try to box people into the way that we did things, how we thought about things, the career path that we chose. And so it's really starting them as early as possible, understanding that we're going to be here. We're going to celebrate the thoughts in you, the ideas in you, and we're going to show you ways to cultivate them. We're going to put first graders through the design thinking process. Who would have ever thought that? Mm -hmm. But when we take them through that process and we nurture that, we give them an environment where they're able to actually excel in it. Now, like you said, first graders that had ideas, I mean, they're changing the game. And kid president, <laughs> we have a whole campus full of kid presidents because <laughs> they're leading, they're debating, they're talking, but they're understanding their choice for their voice. And then the ultimate product, when they get to seventh, eighth grade, they're able to go into their community, they're able to see a problem, and they're able to solve it. We're creating problem solvers, and we're doing it brick by brick, step by step, young man by young man. I love it. That was so perfect. So, last question for both of you. The hard one. Maybe not. What's your favorite book? Oh, Kegler, you're, he put you up first. <laughs> my favorite book. My favorite, favorite book. book. My and you favorite can't, book. Don't say the Bible. Not the Bible? Why? Because everyone says the Bible. That means you're not working now hard. Now you're boxing me in. <laughs> No, so I won't say the Bible. I won't even say any books that I've written. I will say— Wait, you slid that in. Any I did slide that in, but you, oh, come on now. Come on, follow me, follow me, follow me. <laughs> yeah, he, we got to—I'm telling you. My favorite book is The Westing Game. The Westing Game? Mm hmm Yes. Okay, I got to write that one down. Yes, you got to write that down. It's, it's definitely something that's going to challenge you, make you think. And one of the, the key parts about it that I love, I actually won a chess championship when I was in elementary Oh, are but, you bringing chess? Yes. Oh, for sure. Okay. But this book takes you through the thought process, takes you through chess. They have a, a main character in it uh, named Turtle, and I won't spoil it, but 
she goes through a range of emotions. She goes through a range of thoughts. She's connecting something. It's a mystery. It's one of the first books that someone put in my hand, and I didn't want to put it down. I wanted to find out what was happening next. So that's my charge. You mentioned that librarians aren't librarians anymore, and it's not a quiet space. That's my charge. I want this campus to be a disturbed ant pile that's, I mean, controlled chaos all over the place, but that kids are constantly trying to find out what's next, what's happening next. Um, before our teachers go on a break or before the weekend on Friday, I want them to have a coming attractions trailer for the lesson that they're teaching on Monday. Oh, you! <laughs> so the Western game is is a little preview to that and kind of my thought process. So checkmate, right. best That's show awesome. ever. Oh, I'm sorry. That's I think right. I'm gonna go and uh, find some of Jonathan's book here and read them and see what we got up here to compare up there. Uh, thanks, Jonathan. I hope I get an autographed copy of all your books. By the way, uh, we'll get you one too, Shalia. Don't worry. Uh, I'm going to say for myself is um, some multipliers. It's just really thinking about, I'm really interested in how people think and learn and grow out there. And this book, Multipliers, is like just surround yourself with smart people. Like I don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but I want people around me to be smarter so we can all grow each other. So Tell me the name again. Multipliers. Multipliers. Yeah, okay. Multipliers, uh, Liz Wiseman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that just, you know, hire, work with great kids. So if you're a classroom teacher, like you have the knowledge, you're going to pass it on. But everyone around you, you need to grow them and let them get smarter. And as they get smarter, they're going to make everybody else smarter. So as we multiply that system, we're just going to have a great world of smart, really smart young men in our building. So that's one of the books I like lean on. I pass it on. So anyone else, hey, what are you reading? I'm like, hey, by the way, I have an extra copy. Here you go. So uh, Multipliers is a great one. Check it out. Uh, You know, with Jonathan here, I think he's going to be a multiplier for us as well. So, but we're going to get your book too, Jonathan. So don't worry. Exponential game changers. You just had us on your show. Uh, That's me and Adrian, by the way. (laughs) I love that people end the show the right way. So we got Exponential Game Changers. Maybe we should change the name of the episode to that. Anyway, guys, thank oh, y'all. Hold on, hold on. What's your favorite book? You're oh, not my, getting oh, off the hook? Oh, I, oh, no. I share my favorite book. This is my show. Okay. Shalia, what, is, uh, what, is, what is your slogan? Uh, reads are readers? Uh, re- uh, readers are leaders. Readers are readers. And read reads. And read reads. There you go. Um, so my favorite book is still um, The Warmth of Our Sons. The Warmth of Other Sons. I'm sorry. Um, it is... It's a, I mean, it's about, I don't know, 1,500 pages, but it's a book of short stories about um, the black migration um, from the South to the West or the South to California, um, the South to Chicago. And it really puts perspective on the life um, of African-Americans now. It talks about the struggle. It talks about the growth. And um, I really think it should be made into a movie. So I love that book. I also really, really, really like favorite book. You're giving us that's two my or three. favorite book. Oh, okay, okay, that's my favorite book. But I like also um, hmm, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. Uh, it's man, Evelyn's a crazy lady, but it's a good book too. It's fiction. Both of those are fiction. I know by you asking me what my favorite book is, you haven't listened to any episodes. You gave hey, yourself mic away. drop moment. <laughs> you gave yourself away. But thank y'all for being here. You've been amazing. I do hope that um, by the time the next time we have you here, we're bringing some of your young men, and they're able to lead us through a conversation about their experience at their break. Sure. Yeah, can't wait. That's going to be great. I hope actually those young men are leading the podcast and asking you questions. Yeah, so you're on I love the other it. side. Change it. I'm Change ready. It up. I'll give the mic up to the next generation of leaders. It doesn't bother me at all. I love it. <laughs> thank you all for having us. Today. Yes, thank you so I much. I hope you all enjoyed our two cents that we shared with you on the Young Men's <laughs> yes. Leadership Academy coming through and. Uh, Great times. Exponential game changes. You give someone space, they take it over. Mic drops.